Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Real Life. Today, we are going to be talking about OCPD, Obsessive Compulsive Personality Disorder. This will be our fifth episode of personality disorders that we are discussing. This podcast is not intended to replace therapy, counseling, or seeing a psychiatrist. All information is researched and opinions are my own. I am an inpatient mental health registered nurse and professional content developer. So, the first thing I want to do is discuss what the difference is between OCD in OCPD because uh, OCD is uh, something that is just thrown around without really knowing what OCD is in OCPD. I'm going to spend uh, this podcast episode talking about OCPD, but I want to just clarify what the key differences are. First of all, OCD and OCPD may sound similar, but they're not the same. Both conditions create distress in unique ways. Both these disorders particularly interfere with a person's thought patterns, feelings, and actions. So understanding the differences is very important for diagnosis and subsequent treatment. So Obsessive-compulsive disorder, OCD, and obsessive-compulsive personality disorder, OCPD, uh, even though their abbreviated names sound similar, both the disorders are different. Their symptoms differ along with their treatment plan. With the right treatment, both can be well-managed. The inconvenience caused by their symptoms can be significantly reduced, and the disruption in life brought by them can be minimized. Recently, many innovative treatment methods are being introduced to tackle the symptoms and improve the overall quality of functioning of the patients. For example, ketamine therapy is one such treatment being offered. So this treatment is really gaining popularity and traction. And uh, you should ask your uh, a psychiatrist about ketamine to find out if the ketamine therapy is right for you. So personality disorders fall under a distinct category of psychiatric disorders, and they are chronic, inflexible, and have what we call maladaptive patterns. So OCPD is defined by strict adherence to orderliness, control, and perfectionism. And people with OCPD are likely to obsess over even the smallest details of their lives. Now, OCD individuals with OCD constantly suffer from frequent upsetting thoughts in a loop. 
they try to control these thoughts by forming particular behaviors or rituals. So when you hear about this constant hand washing, things like that, that is your OCD. It is not OCPD, but it could. I mean, I'm not saying that everyone with OCPD doesn't uh, have a hand washing uh, frequency uh, situation going on. So, but OCD, these obsessions generate a great deal of anxiety and they are intrusive, unwanted, and recurrent. And to combat and escape the obsessions, they go a long way to fulfill their compulsion. So, Let's talk about living with someone who has this personality disorder. Well, it causes a lot of problems. It has, uh, if you if you didn't know, it causes a lot of strife in a relationship and so much that it could cause breakup of marriages and relationships. But from the outside looking in, things look perfect. That is precisely the impression a person with OCPD intends to give. They seem to be the model spouse, parent, friend, and most especially employee. And they have many rewards, honors, recognitions, and promotions to prove it. But things are not what they seem from the inside looking out. OCPD, as I said, is not the same as OCD. The constant, let's say, for those living with a person who has OCPD, life is frustrating. There is a sense that nothing the spouse or significant other or children can do is ever good enough for the person with OCPD. The constant nitpicking, exactness, narrow-mindedness and rigidity over insignificant matters can cause family members just to feel as though they were going crazy. So here are some ways that make them insufferable. Usually they're well-groomed and dressed. The first evidence of an OCPD person is their appearance. They are meticulous about how they are groomed and dressed. They don't need to be in the latest style. That is frivolous spending, but they do strictly adhere to dress codes, even ones that are unspoken. They also have black and white thinking. There is no area of gray 
things are either one way or another. This often manifests in comparing meals, children, vacations, discussions, projects, and many other areas. It is as if they need things to only be black and white and therefore move anything that appears gray to one side or the other. People with OCPD need to be right. They believe there is a right way to do things and a wrong way, and they do the right way. The difficulty is they tend to be analytical, and they are, they do evaluate until they find the better method. Their primary love language is to be told, you're right. They have inflexible values. The black and white thinking frequently results in an inflexible value system. This is forced tightly on family members without any regard for their opinions because they are right. They might listen for a minute, but then will lecture for hours explaining why their values are preferred. They also interrogate for meaningless details. They're obsessed with details. And they are also obsessed with rules and order. If a rule exists, there must be a good reason for it. And people with OCPD expect everyone to live by it. Many times they are a workaholic. And they have miserly spending habits. A person with OCPD will spend money on things they want, but are miserly when it comes to other members of the family. They frequently do budgets to the penny and like to account for every dollar spent. Any unnecessary spending will be met with an intense discussion. They are perfectionist, of course. They insist on doing things so precisely that frequently they are unable to complete tasks for which they cannot do exactly right. They micromanage. If a person with OCPD delegates a task, they insist that it be done their way or not at all. Every aspect of a project is micromanaged to the point that others give up. This then justifies the hidden desire to do everything themselves because no one can do it as good as them. And of course, this means that they are stubborn. Trying to get a person with OCPD to see that the areas that I just talked about are problematic, it's just nearly impossible. They literally have to be on the verge of losing a job, marriage, or child before they are willing to see things through another lens. Their stubbornness is so ingrained that all they can see 
is their rightness. Now, that kind of talks about some symptoms, uh, but OCPD is one of the most common personality disorders, according to the DSM-5, which, as I discussed in previous podcasts, is the Bible for mental health. Um, the prevalence as far as OCPD, uh, the DSM-5 says it estimates range from 2.1 to 7.9% of the population. And it's marked also with anxiety and fear. In fact, anxiety and fear are the features shared by per many personality disorders. So symptoms we talked about, uh, according to the DSM-5, is a preoccupation with order and details, perfectionism that hinders the completion of tasks, devotion to work and productivity, excessive conscientiousness and inflexibility uh, related to morality of values, the inability to get rid of worn or worthless objects also, I found out, even if they lack sentimental value. And we talked about a reluctance to delegate tasks and a reluctance to spend money and rigidity and stubbornness. Those are the key symptoms according to the DSM-5. In fact, people with OCPD may face challenges in their work or social life related to these symptoms. For example, they may delay starting or finishing a task, as I said, because they just can't settle on the best or right way to complete it. And a loss of control in particular situations may provoke frustration. Those with OCPD often have difficulty expressing feelings of affection and may be uncomfortable with others expressions of emotion. They may also not appreciate how their insistence on thoroughness negatively impacts others. OCPD can share some characteristics with other personality disorders, as I previously discussed, but there are important differences. While people with narcissistic personality disorder may look down on the abilities of others, for example, they are unlikely to be self-critical in the way that those with OCPD are. Similarly, those with other personality disorders may be disinclined to give to others but lack the financial self-constraint associated with OCPD. And some people have asked, are OCPD and hoarding related? Well, although OCPD can involve hoarding-like behavior, the DSM-5 recommends 
that a diagnosis of hoarding disorder be reserved for severely disruptive or hazardous cases of hoarding. And let's look at some causes. Research indicates that genetics explains a considerable amount of the risk of developing OCPD. The disorder also appears to be diagnosed approximately twice as frequently in males as it is in females, according to the DSM-5. So while genetics are a factor, some theories posit that parenting style can steer a vulnerable individual towards the OCPD spectrum, especially if the parent is highly controlling or protective or highly punitive. In this scenario, the personality disorder develops as a coping mechanism to avoid punishment because OCPD-like behavior has been documented in very young children, it's really hard to assess the ways in which parenting and genetics might interact to stoke the disorder, so to speak. So some forms of psychotherapy may be useful for treating obsessive-compulsive personality disorder. There is some evidence that cognitive therapy and cognitive behavioral therapy related forms of therapy that basically seek to address unhelpful thoughts and behaviors um, that they can reduce the severity of symptoms. Also, um, SSRIs, and that is uh, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, have also been investigated as potential treatments for OCPD. As is the case with all personality disorders, those who have OCPD may not experience it as a problem, but as a way of life. Many people with OCPD don't seek treatment because they're not disturbed by the behaviors that characterize the disorder, and in some cases, find them actually beneficial. When people with OCPD do seek treatment, it may be because they were referred by a family member, because they have an obsessive compulsive disorder, or because they experience anxiety about the inability to live according to their own rules and standards. So, as you can see, OCPD is a, a, a something to take quite seriously, as is OCD. Either way, it affects a person's family life, their relationships, marriages, it, it, it can actually tear down all of this for a person.
So if you know someone who has OCPD, handle them with kindness. and concern and help them get the therapy and perhaps medications they need. This is Real Life. I'm Lisa. Stay well.